Hey everyone, it's been a minute. <laughs> Happy weekend from me and Awaz, my old lady cat. I feel like I can kind of tell when she's about to meow now. There we go. <laughs> Anyway, hello, happy weekend. Welcome to the Sabrina Scott podcast, where we talk all about how to claim your magic and change your life. And I hope everyone is doing amazing. I hope everyone's enjoying the weekend vibes. And personally, I am celebrating the first week or so of my brand new Claim Your Magic membership and community being open and it has been such a learning experience for me I am like figuring it out slowly but surely but it's been so fucking awesome just to experiment and to poke around and to make new posts and make new categories and just see everyone interacting with the challenges with the like group chat thing and it's been also really fun for me to pull people on what our first live training should be for the membership. So I think I probably talked about this a little bit, but maybe I actually haven't. (laughs) But in my new membership, what I'm doing is a live class, obviously recorded for everyone as always. So I know y'all are in a bazillion different uh, time zones, but I'm going to be doing a class every single month for everybody and obviously group coaching for the higher tier folks which is called the blaze tier and then everyone gets access to the spark tier which costs uh, a little bit less and so i'm actually really fucking excited just to kind of streamline this process because as you guys probably have noticed i've been doing these these like monthly or clusters of master classes or workshops or whatever and so I think it'll just be so awesome to have everything in one place so it's super streamlined and if you sign up you just get everything but anywho I had I started to email folks when they were joining and just ask them like what do you struggle with right now like what is your challenge what is your like obstacle in your practice right now whether that's spirituality or life or whatever And the biggest thing that actually a few people mentioned was having trouble with deities and divinity and specifically how the hell do you choose which divine being to work with? Are you even allowed to work with beings from multiple different pantheons? Like, can you work with a Greek deity and a deity from, I don't know, Egypt at the same time? What's the etiquette around that? How do offerings work? How do you know if a deity even wants to work with you? How do you know if deities are your thing that you want to be doing anyway? Just so many really amazing questions started piling into my inbox. And so with that, I was like, this is great. I have not thought about this in a while. But actually, and I don't really talk about this, but my first spiritual beings... Um, actually, maybe not spiritual beings, probably spirits were first, like ancestor spirits, then probably actually, believe it or not, a dragon spirit, probably a turtle spirit as well. Um, but my first, like, 
uh, like, I don't know, humanized, like, deity or saint or angel or whatever, like, that kind of category of human-like spiritual being, but not a departed, um, like, ancestor, that category. (laughs) The first being of that category that I worked with was actually twin Greek gods, Hypnos and Thanatos. And thinking about this and having folks ask me about how they can work with deities honestly really catapulted me back into those early days of my practice and thinking about, wow, how did I even begin to make contact with them, first of all? How did I even choose that they were the ones that I wanted to reach out to? And it just got me thinking, and I can't wait to share all of that with you guys in this upcoming training. So obviously, I'll share a little bit about about me and how I did that with my practice in those early days. But also, what I'm really excited to talk about is just teaching about the relevancy of why the fuck does that all matter and how can you guys sort that out in your own practice and it's so interesting I remember back when I was fresh at this this was in the 90s if you can believe it feels like so long ago but in the 90s that's when I was a kid I was born in the 80s believe it or not and back in those times it was so common in the witchcraft discourse which is not quite as common anymore but at the time the big thing that everyone was talking about was patron deities and who's your patron deity. And the big discourse at the time was that everyone should be choosing a god and a goddess. And I remember at the time feeling super broken or like wrong or out of whack because as much as I tried I could not, for the life of me, connect with any female deity. I just couldn't. Like, there was a block. And I'm going to be talking about this a little bit in my Feminine Energy Without Bullshit course, actually, which I'm still recording. I'm still working on it. Right now, the modules of that course are more talking about feminine and masculine energy in the culture. But as the course moves along, I'm going to be talking about feminine energy specifically when it comes to the divine and deities and mediumship and stuff like that. So I just wanted to bookmark that for anyone who is interested in in that type of stuff. But I was just so alienated from femininity at that time like I had really short hair everyone thought I was a boy I played hockey like I was such a tomboy because that existed back in the day and I just was so alienated from anything feminine and there's you know other reasons for that which I have talked about a little bit in my content which I don't want to get into right now but I was so alienated from femininity and feminine energy and just anything to the point where I could not connect to goddesses. I just couldn't. Like, I tried to connect with Aphrodite because I wanted to feel more beautiful and just love and just all of that. She just seemed super flowy and soft and all these things that I couldn't feel like I could relate to, but I wanted to be able to relate to it. But she just was not talking back to me. She was not responding. I was just felt this massive cold 
block, but who did speak back to me and who did provide me with spiritual connection and resonance and protection and they did respond to me and I did feel very spiritually held by them in the years that we worked together and that they were part of my practice the two boys the two gods hypnos and thanatos sleep and death and I talked about this a little bit in my newsletter but they are very feminine looking male deities which kind of was my vibe at the time when I was like 10 years old or so and it's kind of interesting right to look back and think like okay that was the energy that I was able to connect with at that time when I was this super tomboy boyish girl with short hair that everyone thought was a boy I was able to connect with not a goddess but very feminine looking male masculine energy and I also had really bad insomnia at the time, I think due to stress and trauma and just tumultuousness in the home. And I was super suicidal at that age too, which is crazy to say since it's so young. But, and it sounds maybe dark to think that I was working with and in a spiritual connection with a god of death when I was a suicidal 10-year-old. But... Honestly, I think it sounds like it's counterintuitive, maybe, that, like, maybe a suicidal 10-year-old should be chatting with a deity that's about, like, happiness and joy and, like, life. But weirdly, to the contrary, I feel like working with that deity really helped me make peace with what I was feeling, why I was feeling it, and helped me give this, it helped gave me the strength to move through it and move through those feelings and move through that experience, move through that hardship. Like I felt like I had those gods walking with me in my darkest moments. And instead, interestingly, instead of making those dark moments even darker, working with those kind of darker divinities actually helped me feel more grounded in reality and more understood by somebody as at that point, not really anyone in my life understood me or gave witness to my experience. And so when we're selecting the deities that we're working with, I do think it is important to just take in a lot of these different factors into consideration, like gender, what are we going through? Like, what do we aspire to? What are we working through? So we're going to be talking about that, or I guess more accurately, I'll be talking about that in the class, the live training for my Claim Your Magic members for everybody. So I'm really excited to get into it because I feel like it is, it's become a little bit out of fashion in the witchy space to be talking about gods and goddesses. I do feel like a lot of people are becoming Christian, which I totally am down with. Like I've got saints all over my apartment. I've worked with saints for God, probably about 15 years now, I guess, which is a little nuts to say. I feel like I'm getting old, but I've worked with saints for a long time. I'm not Christian, so I I get the appeal to saints. I get the appeal of a witchy Christianity. I think that's really cool. I think that's probably something I will dip my toes into a little bit at some point just to honor my ancestors and my heritage. Um, 
at the same time, like, and I think animism also is having a bit of a moment the past while, but I have not seen as much, like, trendiness around talking about gods and goddesses in contemporary witchcraft. Maybe y'all can correct me if you've noticed otherwise, but I remember back when I was growing up, it was so common. It was, it, so it was this thing that I grappled with a lot at the time, and I spent a lot of time on the divine on working out what did I think about the divine how do how do you build relationships with the divine because that was that was kind of the main thing that was the main way that everyone practiced back in the 90s Um, it was much less common at least in the western neo-pagan witchy space to be branching out at the time I obviously was an animist I've always been an animist but um, the gods and goddesses thing was the baseline of a lot of witchcraft in the West, in North American context, and probably Australian, uh, New Zealand, and I would probably guess the UK context as well in the 90s that, at that time. And so I kind of love that we are, at least some folks are coming back to thinking about the divine and gods and goddesses and divinity in all of its various gendered ways. And I don't think everyone has to work with the divine. I think it's a very personal choice on what resonates with you. But I do think that a lot of people don't do it or don't just because they don't know how to approach it. They don't know what's appropriate. They don't want to step on anyone's toes. They don't want to be disrespectful. And I think a lot of people also find it very intimidating to work with the divine. And I think it can be. I think it doesn't have to be. And one of the things I'm excited to talk about in the session as well is how to choose what personality of divinity that you can probably relate to. Because it doesn't make sense to begin a relationship with a being that is really high strung and very meticulous when you yourself are a lot more free flowing and impulsive and spontaneous. So I'm really excited to teach about that. And I'm really glad that some people recommended this as a topic. It's, it's just something that gets ignored a lot in witchy land today. So I'm excited to get into it. And what else I want to talk to you guys about? So another thing in the membership is I'm having a private podcast over there. So this podcast is existing here, but there's going to be additional members only episodes where I'll be talking about more juicy, more how-to kind of tidbits around things that is just going to be for folks in the membership that will never go public. It will never go on this podcast. It will just live in the membership. So there is already an episode around perseverance in there, and I'm really stoked to launch on Monday an exclusive episode on altars and how my altar practice has shifted over the years. So Those of you guys who have been in my space for a really long time will remember back when I was in my little treehouse shoebox apartment, super tiny, and so I had one altar with everything jam-packed on it, and now as my practice has evolved, as my living space has evolved, I've actually branched out to having multiple altars in my space, and so I'm excited to talk to you guys about that on that podcast. I think it'll be really fun. For everyone, as I think 
when we're talking about altars, it, I don't think there is a right or wrong way to do it, but I do think it is so interesting to think about what works for us and how might we innovate a little bit in our practice? How might we try something new? So if we do have one altar for everything and everyone, how might it feel to branch out a little bit and experiment with having different altars for different purposes, different beings that we're working with, etc., etc. So I think that'll be super, super fun. And what else do I want to talk about? I think that's pretty much it right now, you guys. <laughs> I've talked for long enough. Either way, I hope that I've inspired you guys to think a little bit about the divine, about altars, reflect a little bit on where your practice is right now. And I hope I've inspired you to think about joining up in my Claim Your Magic membership, whether that is at the Spark tier or the Blaze tier. I know that has nothing to do with weed. It just has to do with our inner fire, you guys, okay? (laughs) Oh, and I wanted to actually shout out to Tarot Shrink, um, who is so awesome and she has made a really cool video talking about and I actually I reposted this on my YouTube she very kindly allowed me to do that like she's just the nicest person of all time and has just been such a big supporter of my work and I'm always so pleased and just so humbled whenever I meet women who just are so supportive without reservation and who support my work and who are happy to say this is Sabrina's what she does it's fucking badass here it is I'm going to tell you guys all about it with no reservations no thought towards competition or insecurity or any of that bullshit she is that type of woman I fucking love it and so I want to show some love back and we did a conversation that's also on my YouTube from a while ago um and you can check out the video I'm talking about so she has this video where she's talking about her favorite tools for learning tarot and she very generously featured prominently in this video my getting to know the cards tarot journal which is like a bazillion pages long more accurately i think it's 700 and something pages long it's so big that amazon would not let me release it as a hardcover it is too fat to be a hardcover book which is bonkers but true and it is the journal that i made that a lot of people were very skeptical about it because it was kind of expensive because it's so huge And what I love about her video is she just talks all about how it's actually a genius idea (laughs) and how it is a really amazing resource for building your own tarot guidebook, specifically around your own practice. So do give that a watch if the getting to know the cards tarot journal that I created, I think I released it back in July. If you've been thinking about it, definitely go check that out and go check out our conversation One of the things I'm hoping to do on my YouTube uh, is to actually engage with people in conversation a little bit. This podcast is just me babbling, and I don't see that changing. I love having a simple, easy format where I can just click record, talk a bit, and then click stop. Like That makes it easier for me to record podcasts for you guys more often. But what I really would love to do to branch out a bit on my YouTube is to have conversations with people who are doing interesting stuff. So if you guys have any 
recommendations or any people that you really dig who you think I would also dig and you would like to see me in conversation with, feel free to make a recommendation and let me know who you would like to see me have a conversation with about any of the things that I've talked about on this podcast. I think it would just be a pretty fun thing to do and I'm looking forward to just having some more of those conversations, branching out what I'm offering and sharing with you guys and I just think it's going to be a really fun. So that is all I have to say on that. If you do want to join up the membership, you absolutely should. There's going to be a link in the description of this episode. So feel free to click it and poke around. Let me know what you think. That link also has got all my other links. So it's like a link in bio type of thing. And so you'll get to see the links to everything. If you don't have my top 13 witchy books list or my guide to four easy tarot spreads, there's links to download both of those as well. They're the first links. And then I think it's the membership link. And so I'm, uh, as you guys probably know, I'm moving my website and all the stuff is moving, all the courses moved, etc., etc. And so I'm also, I've made the new link in bio. So all the links will be there. Check it out. See what you can find. See if there's anything that you want to grab. And I do hope to see you guys in the membership. The deities and how the fuck to choose what deity to work with, how the hell to even begin to develop those relationships with the divine that training is happening on the 25th of february and i'm really excited that the group coaching for my blaze tier people is happening i believe thursday the 29th so if you want to get in on either of those you're going to want to join up uh, before they happen, but you can also join later and grab the recordings. Obviously, it's always fun to be there in real time if you can. Anyway, friends, that's it for now. That's it for now. I will talk to you guys soon, and I hope you guys are enjoying these first moments of the Year of the Dragon and the first few months of 2024. All right, friends, much love. Catch you on the flip side. Bye!